Hello, good people, and welcome to this is episode three of season ten. Only it's a little bit weird for us because, well, right now it we are mid-season and we're recording this because now because it's a Christmas episode, and you know, like all your favorite TV shows where they you know they have their Christmas episodes, but they probably recorded those in say June. That's exactly what we're doing now. So I'm Chris Shorten. Is it June already? Fuck. <laughs> Like when I said I was, you know, knocked out the other day after I got mm. home because I'd been sick, I didn't think I was out for like six months or something like well, that. It's always so. June somewhere in the yeah. world, you know what they say. <laughs> I guess so. That's what I say that's whenever like I, that's what I say whenever I walk into the airport lounge and get like scotch at nine o'clock in the morning. It's June somewhere. <laughs> I thought that does bring up a good point though. Because it, um obviously I'm Chris Shorten with me as Jeffrey Chain with me as Paul Christoph. Um but that does bring up a good thing about the whole like it's it's always June somewhere, which is uh, the most bullshit statement, I think. I was going to say, we've definitely had this episode. But the weird part is, is sort of... Because when you think of Christmas and you think of Christmas beers, um, they're usually winter beers. Yes, because so, most craft beer is made in the Northern Hemisphere. Exactly. And so all the Christmas styles all tend to be um, like dark beers. And it's it's kind of odd in that, you know... Well, you know, the the best time for us to have a um, Christmas beer is in June. Yeah, well, I think it's interesting. You know, we've had the discussion before that, yeah, certain beers, for example, you know, you're in Southeast Asia and, you know, a commercial lager on ice actually tastes amazing. And mm. certainly certain beers do work in certain temperatures. But we've always said, you know, stouts and porters can be quite enjoyable any time of the year. A whole dark beer for winter, light mm. beer for summer thing, it doesn't really hold in many instances. But for winter beers, you do have a added element of the spices, mm. which really do give it that feeling. It's something that works yeah. well in a, in winter. I don't know how much of it's psychological work we associate those uh, spices, but I think part of it is that, but I think part of it's like an actual thing, right? So, so they uh, do grow in cold mm. temperature. Yeah. That's mm. when this stuff is harvested. That's when this stuff is fresh. But even just from a drinking perspective, right, the reason why the, um, say, the, the, the Singtao or the Tiger or whatever, or the Beer Hanoi works really well. Or Sintiger uh, or the you know, Hanoi Tao. Exactly. All of those, all those beers, they work really well in, like, 32 degrees and humid. It's because they are ice cold and you're drinking them quite quickly and they just go down really well. If you drank one of these um, spice beers or an Imperial Stout or something, ice cold you would not be able to fully appreciate mm. the flavour of the no. beer, right? Because it would not mm. have unlocked any of that stuff. So it's almost wasted to drink. So if you were sitting inside in the AC and you could let, like, the beer cool down mm. to room temperature, then absolutely fine. Drink a winter beer in, in the middle of summer, no problem. But if you're sitting outside trying to get... It's just, it just, I think that's another reason why. It's just, like, just the yeah. conditions in which you are drinking, you want something cold, and these beers cold just don't have... They're not as good as they otherwise would be. It's like the food and everything, isn't it? Mm. Everyone's bringing out a... The, you know, Christmas puddings and yeah, roasts and because, 40 degrees outside. Yeah, because it, because in Australia, we, we base all of our Christmas, other than, like, put, putting a shrimp on the barbie, we base all of our Christmas essentially on what the Northern Hemisphere do. So we don't do turkey. Well, that's a Thanksgiving oh, no, I, thing. No, so. no my, my family do turkey. Really? really? Yeah. yeah, you're weird. Yeah. yeah. Weirder. Turkey, it's like the poor man's chicken. That's right. That's just that's just the way they do in Ballarat, I guess. Yeah. Well, well you, we, use, we usually have turkey, turkey beef, ham... And uh, we, we pretty much go the entire rainbow. Tadakan. Tadakan. Oh, we've had that one year. That was awesome. Tadakan's pretty good. Like, if you if, if said Tadakan, we're going, okay, okay. Yeah. I'll give you that. Well, we had it, was it two years ago? 
Mm. Oh, where did we have Tadaka? At uh, sometimes special guest Ben's house. Of course, yeah. yeah. Hackett Tadakan. Ah, uh, it it seems um, for those for those playing at home. Um, uh, Skinner and Hackett, Hackett in Melbourne is one of those really kind of classy sort of butchers. Like so it's it's a sort of sort of butcher you would take your um, you know your mum to. You should definitely go there and buy some meat. But by the time mm. you hear this episode, you will not be able to get Tadakan. But but that's true. Get yourself some nice steaks from it. That's true. You can't get pies anymore, though. They don't do the the, the pie. The people who are making pies for them have yeah. stopped making pies. It's yeah. really upsetting. It's very sad. But I suppose it begs a good question because, um, okay, so realistically, um, when people listen to this episode, they're probably listening and they might be driving back to their um, family's house for Christmas. Um, and, you know, they're probably in the car and they're thinking, what beer do I need to bring to my um, family's Christmas? How can, how, what beer can you say that will be, like, like from my family, for example, I can bring loads of really interesting beer, but they'll be drinking VP or something like that. At least we can share beers now. Exactly. <laughs> um, Paul has been dragged to my family for Christmas this year. Right. How's he just? Yeah. There you go. Yes. Well, I was just going to be sitting around at home by myself. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. Well, well, you, well, you and your wife would be. Yeah. Uh, Ballarat's, a, Ballarat's a really yeah. cool place, actually. Like, yeah, yeah. I, you know, if I had nothing to do, I would happily go to Ballarat. Yeah. So I, mean, I tried, you know, a few years ago, tried flying back mm. home for Christmas. And, of course, one, it's really expensive. And two... Everyone's just busy with so much mm. shit that mm. you don't actually get to see that many people. Yeah, fam- like, family, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it's like I'd rather fly back, you know, a couple of weeks after Christmas, pay half mm. the price for flights and mm. actually hang yep. out with people while they don't have much on in January. Christmas is a weird time. I agree. I mean, I'll be, I'll be skiing in the French Alps, so, you know, uh, it's, 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 very, it's a very hard life. life. Drinking our spiced winter beers. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Drinking my spice winter beers. <laughs> and and, and st- standing in a ski chalet drinking the winter ski, ski apres, or how do you say it? Apres? Oh, God, I can't remember. That's, that, that's, that's the whole... That's like drinks and sn- oh. like charcuterie after skiing in the chalet, isn't it? That's what it's called? It sounds about right. I, yeah. I'm going to say... If only I had a device. <laughs> yeah, you could look that up. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I, I'm just imagining you sitting in a, um, uh, like a chalet and that you're just saying, you know what? These beers are just right for this time of year. Here we go. Yes. It's French for after skiing. It's a term for entertainment, nightlife, or social events that occur specifically at ski resorts. These add to the enjoyment of resort goers and provide something to do besides skiing and snowboarding. There you go. So you'll definitely be engaging in that. I will definitely be engaging in that. So that that will be good. Yeah. So, you know, I might even give it a yeah while I'm out there. I I do like how that sort of um, frames it as being... You know what? If, if if you can't do any of the sport things, why not just drink? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, when um, like I've been up to, I haven't skied for about eight or nine years. But when I used to ski regularly, I got to like a half decent standard. But even people who went up who couldn't ski, they would still enjoy the time up mm. there because you can go drink, you can go get spa treatment, you can go you know, lots of things you can do. Yeah, you can drink and, and get spa treatment. Yeah, resorts. Yeah, it's like craft beer places that, you know, they have wine, they have spirits, they realise that not everyone who goes to a craft mm. beer place is into craft beer, same thing. Not mm. everyone goes to a ski resort is there to ski. Mm. Right, so... We've gone off track, though. Yes, what a yes. surprise. Um, Beers, what people... Yeah, what, 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 sh- what do you take to a... What, what I mean, what we... It, we can't get around the whole idea of, you know, essentially, you know, we're, we're just going to continue to serve um, Northern Hemisphere food in our um, Christmas days. But at the very least, we might be able to serve um, um, Southern Hemisphere beers. What should people bring? 
It's a good question. I mean, I actually don't think that sort of Northern Hemisphere sort of spiced or, you know, imperial stouty beers actually go that well with Christmas food, actually. Like, you know, if you're eating, like, really dense meat and gravy and stuff like that, I almost want something that offsets... Yeah, I want mm-hmm. exactly. I want something that offsets that from mm. flavours. But I'm thinking Pilsner or sour are the two things I'm thinking of. Like, these have to be family, family, family friendly, friendly as well. Beers. Well, Pilsner would be. Pilsner, Pilsner would is be, a very yeah. easy yeah. drinking style. Sour actually is a good gateway style mm-hmm. for non-beer drinkers as well. If you think mm, about it, it can be. Yeah. So I mean, not not like the Madame Rose from Goose Island that we had the yeah. other night, which was uh, I think what was the phrase? Sour as fuck. Is that what we said it was? Yeah. And how alcoholic was that thing? Oh, no, no, I think it was the one after that that was so that was eight, and then the one after that, which was like the sour saison, was like nine and a half yeah, or something um, like that. It was like, no, it's like, oh, yes. Uh, look, based on the following day after that night, um, I'd say that all of those are pretty alcoholic. Yeah, so if you're trying to realize what, at what point we're actually recording this, yeah, it was the uh, Bourbon County Barrel launch, launch, which was um, <laughs> Thursday, the Thursday, Thursday just been for here, and obviously about a month ago, if you're listening to this now. Mm-hmm. Last, last week day. was a big week. But, um, yeah, it was that, that was fun. Mm. It was fantastic beer. Mm. Like, that, that is the awkward thing, and I think I saw a lot of things on Facebook about that, how essentially, like, I don't like the, bi- the big macro breweries, but I'll be lining up my um, bourbon candy barrel yeah. I've sat. Yeah. I mean, we could have this conversation again, and we will mm. at some stage, but maybe maybe we'll see if we can, we'll see if we can get through this whole episode without having that conversation. <laughs> let's see, let's yeah. see if we can do it. Let's see if we can do it. We'll wait until, some, we'll wait until Pirate Life gets mm. bored out. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, all right. I, had, I had I did some black and tan with Pirate Life the other day. I actually, had the oh, mosaic yeah. and the stout, and we were like doing a bit of mixing combination stuff. That was really really good. So there's I highly recommend Christmas, that. There's a Christmas mm. beer. There's your Christmas yes. beer for you. Pirate Life black and tan. Yeah. So the mosaic IPA with the Pirate Life stout, amazing. And there's like each of the different proportions. Like I liked it with more um, more of the mosaic and less of the stout, but the person I was drinking with liked it the other way around, so that worked out quite well, actually, and then we got through the can at about, both cans about the right yeah. speed, but yeah, so you go. Well, Very good. What is the, uh, so the, uh, all right, let's actually talk about that for a second, because the the whole, uh, like, beer combination thing is quite new to me, um, though I was talking with, and I didn't really get its relevance until, um, so obviously prior to the Goose Island event, we were at Baris K. And the I sp- speaking with uh, Baris K is this um, bar um, just down the road, and I was speaking with the guys there, and of course we posted on our Instagram um, like a month or two based on what Emily had done, where we combined those two beers. Yeah, the uh, the punch and, and um, d- was it d- d- Jedi d- juice or d- something d- like that? The Jedi juice, yeah, the punch and the Jedi juice. Right, and now they were saying that they have people coming in thinking that that's the only place that you can do it. But, uh, but well, I, I mean, if I it's the only really place where they're both available simultaneously, <laughs> then it is the only place yeah. you would, I suppose. But, uh, but but it's the sort of thing, I didn't know it was such a big thing. become a thing. People yeah. have actually like, seen it on, I guess, the Froth yeah. Instagram and our Instagram and are doing it, which is... It's, but the whole co- combination thing... And it works. Where, it's how's this happening? Fantastic. Why, why is this happening? I think it's... And it's... If, you know, I would argue that, that those two beers combined mm. is better than mm. both those mm. beers individually. I like both those beers individually. But combined, they just... Yeah, they're amazing. But um, and the whole the, the whole black and tan. Jeff, did you know that that was a who, who released it years so, ago? So Evil Twin, Yin, the Evil Yin Twin, Yang. yeah, yeah. Yin mm-hmm. Yang. So that, that was, was that was the that's the well not the OG. I, I don't know if it's the OG. It's 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 okay. a previous iteration. Uh, of four or five years ago. Yeah. yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah. It'll be like monks in an obscure alley, uh, abbey somewhere who actually yeah. did it first. So I was aware of the. I'm going to say it was a fuck up. 
So I was like, yeah. oh shit. No, no, don't pour the stout in there. We've already. Ah, oh, crap. God damn it. Well, I'm not going to waste it. It's beer. Ah, yeah. oh, shit. This tastes great. All the best things in the world were invented by mistake. Sad but true, actually. Yeah, so I was aware of it as a concept, and then just the person I'm doing mm. came back and said, it's like, oh, I was at the bar, and I couldn't choose any these two beers, and the person suggested, oh, maybe mm. you, like, mm. want to do it. And we went, like, yes, yes, let's do that. That's the unholy combination. That's right. Um, all right, going, going back to what should people take to their family Christmases for the people who don't really, who may not have, like, for example, mine is in the country, um, so they won't really, they haven't strayed far beyond um, VB or so. What, what should we be um, bringing? I mean, I guess being West Australian, for me, the default answer is, you know, Little Creatures Pale. Mm-hmm. That's sort of always... Everyone's favourite Keeps line everyone happy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's fine. That's perfect. Beer. Some people yeah. think the recipe's changed. I think it tastes mm-hmm. exactly the same as it always did. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. what I, that's what I'd bring. It's available everywhere. It's well-priced and everyone likes it. Yeah, I, mean, to produce, I think if you're in Victoria, I think Hawker's Pilsner makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's... it's one of the sort of best examples of the classic Pilsner Pilsner. style. Like, you know, it's clean, it's done correctly, it's available in lots of places. Mm. Mountain Um, Goat Steam. Yeah. Yep, Goat Steam. Um, uh, A lot of people like that. Yep. I I was actually thinking, um, to go the other extreme, I was thinking you actually go for, like, Kaiju Crushes. Just because they're... Because they're... I mean, I know that... Because they're, like... They're such familiar flavours... I still think it'll be too hoppy for people. Mm. And particularly once it's sitting out there for a little while. Like, even, even yeah, I, yeah. like, if... Because, if, if, you know, you forget... Because you, you think of the Kaiju Crush, like, you know, mm. you drink it cold, it's this nice fruity beer. Mm. Mm. Then if you let it warm up a bit, it becomes quite a bit hoppier. And that's fine. Mm. But if you're not expecting it and you just pick up the can a bit later, then it's like, what is this? Mm. And you remember. So... Yeah. It's a good idea, yeah. though. It's a good idea. Like, if I think, I think maybe you need like you know a couple of categories. So one is like the the sort of gateway beer number one for the people who just only mm. drink VB and are like you just need to just push them along the spectrum a bit. Then gateway beer number two is for people who maybe drink like you know I don't know who can who can who can tolerate a pale ale or yeah. something and you need to put you want to push them further along that spectrum. Then maybe something like Country Crush. Yeah. Well, my my, my tier two beer is a uh, Coca Cola Hop Hog. <laughs> it's always uh, sure, sure. Why not? <laughs> I, I feel like you've been prepping that joke for a while. I feel, I feel like... really bad now. I'm just realizing that yeah, all the WA beers that <laughs> that I like and uh, my go tos are all owned by uh, big beer now. But they're still all really good beers that serve yeah a really good purpose. That's, that's that's the whole point, right? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That's, that's, why, that's, that's, why, that's why they're bought. Yeah. But yeah, that, that is I think another one that yeah, again a lot of people that. Yeah, they like the little creatures and they wanted something a bit different and then the hop hog was kind of like, oh, yeah, this is, mm. you yeah, know, where their sort of hoppy journey started. Mm. But yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. I do remember one year, um, those was a few years ago, getting the, the Four Pines Colch. And mm. I thought, that, that's going to be like a perfect, um, I think it's a really easy beer to drink and nobody drank it. It was just me in a corner drinking it. That's the space one, isn't it? No, it's a stout. No. That's the stout, yeah. 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 No, for, oh, the colch is red, the red one, isn't it? That's the pale. The colch is the uh, yellow one, yeah. yellowish one. Yeah. I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I don't know the answer there. Um, uh, people let us know on the Instagram or whatever other feed. Well, no, I, think, I think we put out a few decent ideas. I think you just need... You, I mean, you know... You, you know, know your audience. Unfortunately or unfortunately, you know your family better than you know than anyone else is mm. going to. And I think like there's enough ideas out there where, you know, depending on the degree. I, I, so I think I think yeah, I think you got the 
We've got a few ideas for the for the people who, are, who drink beer, mm. and you want to sort of edge along right. the spectrum. And you got in, and for the non-beer drinkers, I, I do think that some sort of sour thing is yeah. like like mm. the Miss Pinky or something like that. Like, mm. yeah, that's a fine idea. Been, actually, we've got my family where nobody drinks beer. Be, uh, mm. So maybe some Cascade sparkling <laughs> apple <laughs> drink, or maybe a bottle well, of Maison. Well, well you know, it's, it's it's still Cascade, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um. Oh well, I, I all I keep thinking of is you know um. Uh, so in the states, of course, uh, uh, Thanksgiving is happening right now, and Thanksgiving is one of those weird things where that I've seen so many articles about how to talk to your family that you don't really talk to that much about politics. And one of the solutions was work out how much alcohol to give them, and then you'll be sure. able to change their perspective, or at least um, talk about it openly. And you know, I feel like you know we're all going to be in that situation. So it's it's the uh, maybe it's, not to the extreme of the states. It's a but big like in this. It's huge in the states. So I was obviously over there for mm. Thanksgiving last year mm. with a friend's family, and there was you know they had some extended family over, and they were all sort of you know Democrats, liberal thinkers, but yeah, there were a few politics came up, and obviously that was just when yeah. Trump had got elected, he was president elect by then, and it was. Yeah, like there were certain members of the family that couldn't be invited. It's mm. just, no, like we like them, but if they come over, it's going to be mm. politics. Mm. And that, mm. re- that really is a thing there. Mm. Well, there's just so many funny things that divide sort of like, you know, American families. Like, so again, now that we've been happy to disclose what day this is, this morning was the, the Iron Bowl, which is um, Auburn Tigers versus the Alabama Crimson Tide. It's like the annual rivalry game in the state of Alabama college football. And um, pleasingly, Auburn got up and won. Because um, no one likes Alabama, University of Alabama. The, but the point is that there will be families <laughs> who they have they have, they'll have family members who support either side, and like they cannot be in the same room, like yeah. you know, because like the rivalry is just that heated that you know any anything that descends into talk about that will just lead to fights and stuff like that. It's 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 crazy. It's crazy. So hopefully Australian families aren't like that. But if you are in the situation where you've got um, um, opposing polit- political views, alcohol will probably be of help. And if it's opposing sporting views, alcohol will probably not help. At no, no, it, it, <laughs> no. That will be a complete opposite of helping. It'll make things worse. Yeah. So, look, on that note, we have some really interesting beers to drink. And so, you know how that you have those things where... You know, on Christmas Day, you might open up, uh, you might get some sort of gift and you open it up and then it's got loads of things in there that you wanted. Well, Paul did that, only he did that with um, somewhere in Belgium. Yeah, so I was at work and um, waiting (laughs) for... All good stories start with I was at work. So waiting for one of my many spreadsheets to do its thing. Spreadsheet. So while I was waiting, I thought I'd check what was happening in the world of Facebook and... Someone had posted on uh, one of the beer Facebook groups that there was this place called the Belden Shop that was offering free shipping. So they sell beer, amongst other things, chocolates or biscuits, all kinds of stuff. And yeah, once a year, I'd never heard of it, but once a year they do free global shipping. Which and is cool and bizarre, yeah, simultaneously. Being Belgian-based, they have a lot of Belgian beers. Mm. Some that you can get here, some that you can't, some that... Uh, overpriced what is some that are not so I started doing a little bit of research on so I don't know much about Belgian beers I know a little bit but if you start looking at the list of, mm. there's obviously a lot of beers there so yeah just 
thought about how much money I actually wanted to spend and um, cross-reference that with uh, rate beer ratings of beers and which beers were actually well-priced and worth bringing in. This does sound like a very meta spreadsheet within a spreadsheet. And, uh, yeah, $150 later, <laughs> I had a, and a couple of weeks later, there was a box full of beers from Belgium. Um, Santa himself. Which Customs had opened and inspected, but did not... Question? ...do anything about it. They didn't break anything, they didn't charge any taxes. So Good work, Australian good Customs. Home. That was all very good. So, yeah, I figured... I didn't want to leave them in the heat, given that none of them are particularly, mm. you know, just the kind of beers they are. I figured it'd be best to drink them, plus I want to drink them. Even though some of these can be aged for, I mean, gosh, this is what I'm looking at right here. It's 14th of December 2026. Snap. But, hmm. screw it. All right. They uh, also taste very good now. What is this first beer? What is this? Uh, do you want to read it? Do you want me to read it? Oh, yeah, you can read it. Uh, Panapot Grand Reserva Vintage 2011. It's an old fisherman's okay. ale aged on oak. Wait, wait, did you say an old fisherman's ale? Yeah. Does it mean it's an old ale or for old fisherman? I think it's just a Belgian dark, okay. I'm pretty sure, is sort of what we're dealing with here. Yeah, so it's, um, yeah, it's 10%. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, they clearly do send it to Australia normally because it does have the whole 10 cent refund at collection depots when sold in South Australia. Because <laughs> I mean, everybody's going to have to put the New, New South Wales thing on there as well. Wait, wait, is New South Wales on there now? Oh, yeah, that's a big controversy at the moment because of all the costs now that brewers have to spend because based on your canning mm. or bottling lines. And... Ah, it's a regulation. Yeah. Right. That's another thing I didn't really think of. Yeah, it's going to be a whole extra little spiel. Mm. But, so, uh, first impressions, people. Yeah. But, um, old Fisherman's Ale Aged on Oak, which is a cool little alliteration. It's 2011, too. That's pretty decent. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean I've mean, i mouthed off enough about Belgian beers over time to, for people to know that they're generally not my sort of preferred styles anyway, but um, the weekend that I spent in Bruges earlier in the year... Wait, wait, you, you were in Bruges? I know, right? No. Weird, right? It's, 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 it's kind of like a fairy tale turn, isn't it? But, you know, I think that did at least help to sort of, you know... It, it's, like, it, it's like with anything, you know, it, you know I'm going to try as much mm. different stuff as possible... And I'm sure the things I like. There were lots of things I liked, and and I, I, I like this. This is this is this is perfectly mm. nice beer. Um, <laughs> that's not the nicest thing I could say about it. I'm just I'm just struggling for words <laughs> at this point in time. You're, you're liking in adjectives. Well, I think I'm exactly the same. Apart from I think the sours. Yep, I love the Belgian sours. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not well versed enough in Belgian beers. No. No. I only know what I'm given. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm versed enough to know that Belgian pales just don't do it for me. I think they're just too yeasty for my liking, and that's just an upbringing thing, right? Like, I've been brought up on American hoppy mm, yeah. pale ales, right? So if I drink a pale ale, that's what I want. Mm. That's what I'm mm. expecting. Um, and it's why it took a while to get into saisons and sour mm. beers. No, it's pronounced that reason. season. Seasons. Sorry, season. Season beers. Um, but, oh. you know, this is, this, is, this, is, this is quite nice. I actually, I, I, I like it. I like it. Um, yeah, it's very... It's, it's smooth. It's, it's, it's easy to drink. Odd. Yep. Super easy to drink. Like, does not taste like 10%. No, no not at all. It drinks like a six. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so what are people saying about it? 
Uh, Aaron T at the Royal Mile. That's not in Edinburgh. It's some uh, some pub in Des Moines, Iowa. I do love the Royal Mile. That's good. Complex and boozy. Banana and oak. Mm. I get all those things. Yeah. Four point seven five. Banana. That's, you definitely taste the banana. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Does uh, it have a bread lot of stuff is saying it. Does bread. it have bread in it? Oh, bread. So these are yeah. bread. Oh, I mean, it might have bread as well, but you know. I mean, it's got yeast, which is part of bread, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. This one's interesting. Eric M at Finney Ridge neighborhood. Um, glad I bought this back from Belgium. So much chocolate and leather. Leather? <laughs> I can't taste the leather. I would not be happy <laughs> if I brought it back and, and leather in man. And, 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 like... and how many people eat leather? Yeah, really? But I um, gave it 4.5, so really mm. liked it. I mean, I guess cow is leather, cow is mm. steak. It tastes like steak. Mm. By proxy. Maybe tannins? Maybe. Maybe. We got, we got Jer- Jerome S here. Just a couple days ago. Yeah, liquor. Oh, wait, wait. What? Uh, all right, for those playing at home and because my mind isn't with it today. What does liquor mean again? Good. Good. Yeah. Mm, yes, good. We. Oui. 4.25. Yeah, there are Unsurprisingly, a lot of, a lot of f- foreign uh, English comments here. Yeah. All right, give me one more for the, through the sifting. Uh, interesting. Well, I don't know. Well, I don't know what language this is. Um, Danska, so I mean, it's Denmark. Um, Thomas W. L. So he's also written lekker, but he, instead of E, mm. which I think is like the way the South Africans say it, mm. he's, he's got the A, like the, the A and the E, where the A is, where the E oh, that, that. A is backwards and they're combined. Oh, that's, no, right. that's called something yeah. important, but I can't like remember what that is. It's Fieldig Smag. So I don't know what that means. But there are a lot of fun words. So there was someone who drank the 2005 vintage this year and said, not drinkable now. So just... No. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Uh, big, delicious quad, bitter and chocolatey, a little bit of funk, thick but not overwhelming, caramel, 4.5. This is Anthony at Torst. Ah, it's not bad. And we've got Glenn P at Kenmay. Um... Pours black with off-white lacing. Aroma is strong, sweet, fruity. Taste is sweet. Dried fruit, caramel, barrel-aged wood flavours. Five stars. They're all appropriate adjectives. Um, all right, what do we think about this? 3.75. That was... That decisive. Yeah, that was like like razor sharp. Yeah, I'm, I'm giving it a four. Um, because yeah, I think I think I'd, I'd probably give it a three point seven five, but I don't want to be that person that you know drinks the Bruce and then marks it down because they don't like sours. Something, <laughs> some thinking like I need to give it that extra point two five because you know yeah, I feel like it deserves it. it probably Fair isn't enough. a three point seven five. So at least that way, I feel like it's at the lower range of what people are rating it at, rather than yeah. me giving uh, it a. I, I, I refuse to explain myself. Uh, I, I, I basically <laughs> gave an answer. I, I'm. Going 3.75 as well. Um, it just, it's fine, but it's also, a, I think it lacks a little bit of character. I'm, I'm sure. also getting a little bit of weird sour aftertaste, which is not sort of agreeing with me completely. That that's probably just me, like mm. given that no one else has mentioned this. So, but um, that's just me. So we have two more beers to drink. So I think we should move on. So, we said we had more beers, and we have more beers. So, what have we got now? 
so this one is from Brewery Fontainen, which is, of course, another Belgian brewery. And probably said very differently today. It's the Erde Gerza. So it's the... It's a Gerza style as opposed to a Goza. Uh, and it's old, apparently. That's, uh, that's about all I can tell you at this point. Because the rest of it's written in yeah, Belgian. Well, one-way bottle, <laughs> yep. which is very interesting. And then the description is not in... No, it's written in English. Well, that's, um, well, have we got the translate thing? We can take a photo. Right. I, though it is really interesting, the fact that it just has the sort of um, license plate look with just one-way bottle and... It, uh, I don't even know what the context is. I'm sure it makes sense. There's like a three on the side of the label. Yeah. Well, I'm going to try this, where you can take a photo and then you can translate. All right, well, I'll read, I'll read the untapped description and see how well this, this matches up. So it says, A true Gerza, a blend of one, two, and three-year-old lambic, unfiltered and unpasteurized, and aged in the bottle for, a, for at least a year after blending. Refermentation in the bottle gives this Gerza its famous champagne-like spritziness. The lambic that goes into it is brewed only with 60% barley malt, 40% unmalted wheat, aged hops and water, spontaneously fermented by wild yeasts and matured in oak casks. There's surely some bread in there, there must be. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this is not, no, that has not worked at all. Well, gave you Dutch to Dutch. Dutch to English. And it, oh, no, here we go. No, it did. Ah, so I took a photo of it. It mm-hmm. figured out text and this it's given me... This is the BBC's uh, continued adventures in technology. Yeah, and it's given me assembly of young, middle-aged and... Uh, Ode, Ode Lambican, so Lambic, Old Lambic, brewed by a three Fontanen. Uh, 100-10-100, natural and authentic, spontaneously and somewhat headstrong, may becoming elegant and full of character, pure, pa- pure passion such as Armand and Gaston have always done. And that was the translated description. Hey, it's not, you know, it's, uh, it's a better than nothing for yeah, just being able to take a photo. Can, we can figure out what's going on there. That's pretty cool. Um, has anyone had a sip, or have we just been looking at translations? Oh, I don't have a sip. I have had a sip. Oh, I've already rated it. I've already rated it. Oh, okay. Smells like diarrhea, which is always a always a good start. Always a good sign. Sure sign of a quality beer. That's what Mum always said. Um, what are people saying about it? Uh, I think Chris B sums it up pretty well. Funky as hell. Awesome. Four point two five out of the bottle. It's a bad. Funky as hell, awesome. Hmm. Funkier than James Brown. I wish that was what I wrote. I should point, should point out that all of these beers have corks, which is kind of cool. Uh, Matt R, Baltimore Park. Two of them. Dry but not too sweet, perfectly balanced, four out of five. Nice. So there's even a beer that's called exactly the same, but it's called Cuvée Armand and Gaston. So I guess they're the owners, brewers? I don't know. Uh, yes. It's... Uh, the green text on the bottle there. Oh, oh, there's the cuvee. Oh, so it's, yeah, so I checked in the wrong one. I checked in the regular old Erda Goza, so I'll be able to delete that. I was going to say, you actually bought this as well. Yeah, but I forgot that it was the special <laughs> version. Oh, really? Oh, we've been talking about the wrong beer the whole time. Yeah, uh, the Gaston one. So unlike us to, I mean, you know. Oh, yes, and this rate, this rate, this, this actually rates, this actually rates much higher. Then the uh, oh, well, what? oh, so so it actually does have the exact um, what the bottle says in English on it. Oh, blend of young, middle aged, <laughs> blend blend of young, middle aged, and old atlambics. So we didn't mm. get that bit. We just got old lambic, mm. brewed by Three Fontenin, one hundred percent natural, authentic, spontaneous, and a bit stubborn. 
but always elegant and full of character. The pure passion, as Armand and Gaston have always done. To be fair, the real translation still doesn't make much sense. <laughs> but I'm also not convinced this is the real, this is correct beer either, because that's like, because it's got a different ABV to the ABV that's on the bottle. Oh, where did that one? Yeah. That's weird. You're looking at something wrong again. This is like... <laughs> the one I've got up is definitely the one. Oh, uh, well, that one? Okay, all yeah. right. Scan all the right. barcode. Yeah, mm, I could do yeah. that. But, uh, anyway, this is not so interestingly. We're talking about aging. This one suggested it, it was brewed in 2015, December, and it suggests that it can be aged up until the 26th of October 2035. That is what it says on the yeah, on the. I did I did notice that. I Jesus. do want, I do want to meet the person who's actually aging it that long. Pretty insane. I mean, I yeah, I think what's the long what's the longest we have ever aged a beer? I mean, one year. Oh, no, 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 no. Well, probably, probably maybe three, four years. Three, well, we had a we had a Phoenix the other mm. night, which was three years aged. We had the twenty fourteen Phoenix. I think I had a twenty twelve the other day. I was I didn't age it for that long, but I think I bought it in like twenty fourteen. It right. was a twenty twelve, and then I. I don't think I could ever age a beer for twenty years. I just don't think I would. Seems like a lot of work. Maybe if I had a big house. Or a maybe house. Got like a big basement and sure, natural area, but not certainly not an apartment. All right. Uh, Give me one more review of something that actually well, resembles. We're actually the giving book. you one. Uh, yet. Sorry, the no, no I don't think we're giving you, give, have, we're giving you no, zero. Yeah, again, so it's far. the whole the the problem is um, there are not many English English results here. I mean, it's a very high. It averages four point four seven, so people do like it. And we've got Max, Maxime R at Tour and Taxis. Mm. Uh, don't really understand the hype for this one. Untapped's average is just crazy. Nice sour goza but couldn't feel something extraordinary. 3.5. Mm. And uh, yeah, I'm you've got Hop, Hop Maestro F <laughs> at location undisclosed. He only had it 19 hours ago. It does sound like a rapper. And he said, uh, just keeping it real. <laughs> he purchased that at the Conventum Arena. I gave it 4.5. I just like the fact that his name is Hop Maestro F. Hop Maestro F. I mean, that's a good, uh, yeah. a good so, name. So, so, we, well, I wish we'd thought of that when we were naming this thing. But yeah, there are not there are not a lot of um, not a lot of not a lot of check-ins. I don't know whether it's if it's because the beer was released two years ago, or it's because people are aging it. This one's interesting. Marty, no score, just said, flaccid penis cock. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, one more, please. Well, this guy's just checked in the wrong beer because he said, "Dream Gozer, it really is." ABV on my bottle, assemblage number 21, is 5.5%. Which is the one that Jeff found before. He said, I think this is the one. That's the one this guy should have checked in. But he gave that one 4.75. Tim L at the Blue Wolf Bistro. Solid sour profile, but a bit too carbed, even after sitting for 15. 4.0, though. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Uh, What do we think about this? I'm giving it a straight four. Which is, again, it's that thing. I, I definitely prefer it to the last beer. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think I've had better gozers. I like it, though. Yeah, four as well. 3.75. I think I've had better gozers. <laughs> um, which, of course, means it's a four. It does. It is. All right, moving on. And as seems to be tradition it seems uh this is our third beer and so also our last beer for this episode um what is it oh, i'm just gonna butcher the pronunciation again uh it's the uda muratilquin le ancient 
which um, it guess means like making up all those words, like super old or something. Like yeah. it's like it's already got old in it. Then it's like it's like ancient. It's like <laughs> mega mega old. Hmm. Uh, you've got the Whoa. description yeah. there. It's a six point four percent. It's a spontaneous fermentation beer obtained from the fermentation of fresh and frozen, or fresh or frozen, blackberries in young lambics, blended with one, two, and three-year lambics to reach a final concentration of fruits of 300 to 350 grams of fruit per litre. That's a lot of fruit. That's a lot of fruit. But in saying that, you know, having had a few uh, few sips, yeah, it's sour as fuck, but you can taste fruit, like lots of fruit. Yeah. Which is a nice change. Um, what have what do people think about it? So we've got a uh, Arnie Arnie R at Hawklands Bucken. Had it eleven hours ago. Hmm. He said blackberries, eh? I don't like those things at all, but this beer is lovely. Three point five. Uh, Travis at Lake Euphemia. I I I, I suspect that's a um, maybe it's an actual life. I don't know. Oh yeah, the more mellow, a little more mellow than the regular. The blackberries smoothed it out nicely. I uh, gave it no rating. This is, def- this is definitely one that um, hit Australia because yeah, a few people have um, rated it in mm. this mm. month. So it's nice to know that we're getting some of these beers. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've got plenty of people in Australia who have money and they're willing to spend it on. But also, I mean, we definitely got a beer. beer. We definitely got a beer from this from this brewery for Chris for his birthday. Mm. Oh, yes. Which I couldn't pronounce. He couldn't identify the style or the brewery, even though both of those things were written on the label. That was <laughs> quite it. large letters. Yeah. As very well. large letters. That's this right. It's actually quite a good label, to be honest. Yeah. This sounds very much like me. Story check. Tells you everything yeah. you need to know. Yeah. Uh, Eric B, complex and refreshing, four point two five. What did Rakeem give it? Hope. No one got that. Joke. No, no, no. There no, is no. nothing there. Okay. Um, crickets. Nothing but crickets. Yeah. Well, any any old school hip hop fans are raising their fists at you right now. Well, Eric D. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Bring it on. Said really good. Wish it was more carbonated. Three point seven five. Um, Henry W. Small bar. Slightly flat, but you can still imagine light with a sort of creamy quality. Two point seven five. Oh, wow. Um, I should flag while we're looking through this it, on the label it has best before, 14th of the 12th, 2026, mm. which is good to know. Uh, Michael L. at the Northern Clouder Outpost. Clouder, not Shouder. Damn it. Mexican food prep, semicolon, Belgian beer, full stop, no carbonation, dash, as I was warned. Tastes good, though, 3.75. So I think that's the complex. important point to... Um, say about this beer is that yeah, there is something wrong with mm. it. In it, terms of carbonation. It's even on the official website mm. where the the head brewer slash owner and well, Tilpin, I think that's that's his that's his surname. Um, actually put up like a blog post and it was like, yeah, look, I I don't know why why this has mm. happened. Look, really sorry. Um, but oh. yeah, Whoa. so it's it's a known is issue. It, this is about the carbonation. With the carbonation. Yeah. And yeah, I mean it's it's obviously it pours flat and it drinks flat. Mm. It's like it's got the right taste to it, but, but um, something's gone wrong. It's, yeah, something's very but, obviously gone wrong. But I mean that does bring up a really good thing around. Um, it's a situation where it's actually really good that the brewer has come out and said, "Yeah, yeah, this is a problem." Sorry, instead of just saying, "Yeah, no, um, uh, this is how it's supposed to be." Um, yeah, you're all wrong. It's it's nice. It's good transparency. 
It is. Well, I'm thinking that's probably why the ratings aren't lower. Because mm. yeah, it's still averaging... What is it? Just let me scroll up. It's still averaging 4.25. Hmm. And I'm, I'm just going to straight out say this is not... This in its current state is not a 4.25. No, no. I, I think a lot of people, totally they, they like the brewery, they like what he's doing. Sure. So he's got respect. So people kind of do... Take, kind of like I did with that, that first beer where you're like, ah, oh, it's probably not, not that, but I don't want to rate it down. Mm. Having said that, though, I have to rate this beer as what it is because... It is what but it there's is. possibly also people who's so Rich A said um, damn so much blackberry tartness almost tastes like wine right so if you have someone who because there are sours that actually aren't that super carbonated as well mm. like they, they do exist yeah. um, this is clearly a lot less carbonated than it's meant to be that's that's fine we we, we accept that there's an issue there I mean but I I actually quite like this I mean I'm also not going to give it 4.25 but what are you going to give it then? I give it 4 as well actually I like it as much as the previous beer okay um, I'm giving it a three point seven five. Yeah, I think if it if it had the proper carbonation, it would easily be a four, maybe even a four point two five. But it's it's just too noticeably mm. having a detrimental effect on the beer. Sure, but the flavour is delicious. Mm. That's totally reasonable. Yeah. Oh God, this is really difficult to choose because I do enjoy this beer. I really do enjoy it, but I don't know if that's because it was it's just a refreshing change from the previous beers. Um, but I'm still going to 3.75. It's just, it's, it's clearly not what they intended it to be. It's really nice, and I like the blackberry and the fruit, but it's not what they intended it to be. Very good. There we have it. So this has been our very special Christmas episode recorded a month before Christmas. Uh, so if there's been some sort of, like, massive, you know, thing going on in the world it's not going to appear here uh yeah sorry we didn't talk about the pirate life takeover yeah <laughs> <laughs> i feel like we can add that to the end of every episode and it would work yeah um so we have been the Brunswick beer collective uh with me has been jeffrey chi good afternoon with me has been paul christoph merry christmas and we will talk to you all next week yeah. slash year slash whatever